two in like 20 runs the first two games. So are they just the flags just howling out? Well, let's ask uh, Yankees beat writer joining us first, sitting next to Jonesy. Eric Boland from Newsday is with us. So how's the offense looking? How you doing, Eric? Uh, I'm doing okay, but not nearly as well as the, the Yankees offense at this point. I mean, uh, Juan Soto's first game as a Yanko, Yankee, he he was as advertised, opposite field, off the scoreboard. Uh, you know, a few of you guys, Kratz, obviously, uh, you first and foremost. Uh, you don't see a lot of guys go opposite field off the the scoreboard here, so uh, that, that was really something to, to, to see. I only saw it on replay because I was actually in Clearwater yesterday watching Marcus Stroman's uh, debut, um, and uh, I think he's going to be a huge addition too. Obviously, so does the headline acquisition that everybody's talking about, but uh, I think Stroman, uh, even with some of the baggage that, that he brings here, uh, is an absolute perfect fit with the Yankees because he comes into a clubhouse that's already was established guys like Judge and Cole and Stanton and LeMahieu. You can go down the list. He just has to worry about pitch. Uh, and you look at his career numbers, and, and Adam Jones obviously can uh, attest to this better than I can. Uh, Stroman's a pretty good pitcher, and he also has, you know what, he wants to be out there in, in the big spot. You certainly need to do that to be able to pitch uh, in New York. So, um, you know, look, I mean, I, 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 I've, I've covered this team for 15 years. This is my 16th year. Uh, I'm about the furthest thing from a homer. Uh, when it comes to covering this team. But uh, I, I think that given health, they're going to be pretty good. What kind of baggage were you talking about, Eric? With the, uh, were you talking about, did you did you hint on the baggage that Jonesy was talking about? Or is there other baggage that could be could be an issue with Stroh? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, Adam would certainly know a lot more than I would. And I, I'm talking more about the, the social media, you know, missteps and some of the, uh, you know, issues that he's had with the, with the media over the years. And I will say this as someone who's been in the business a, a long time, um, and maybe you guys as ex-players will be shocked to hear me say this, I think a lot of the problems at times that we have with you guys is, is of our making and not necessarily of yours. Um, but that said, I mean, Marcus obviously has been thin-skinned over, over certain things. And, uh, you know, and I know that people in Toronto were probably ready for him to move on when they – traded him to the to the Mets a number of years ago but uh, again when you just look at him as a player and you, you look at what he's done you know he started big playoff games he's he's pitched in the AL East and had had success um, you know I don't think any of those past issues are going to crop up in, in his time with the Yankees but isn't that what the Yankees need like it's been so blue collar shave now they go with the nasty mustaches but like you got She's inked up like Subway in Harlem. That's a that's a rap <laughs> rap line, but it, it brings that edge that the Yankees haven't had in a long time. It's been clean cut. It's been just go play good baseball. But now you got somebody who is afraid is not afraid to toe the line a little bit. Do you think that it's finally time for the Yankees to have somebody like that? Well, you know they 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 said that a couple of years ago, Adam, when they brought Josh Donaldson in, uh, <laughs> and so it wasn't quite the, uh, the the edge that maybe was looking for, but. That said, if Josh had recaptured his MVP form and it and it hit, yeah. as you guys know better than anyone, if you perform between the lines, none of this other BS 
matters. So, you know, I, I do sometimes disagree with the, the notion that the uh, that the Yankees are a buttoned up outfit. It, it, they certainly are at times and the facial air policy is is archaic and probably should be done away with. Uh, but that's well above my pay grade and, and it's not going to change anytime uh, <laughs> soon. Um, but, you know, Aaron Judge has an edge that people don't always uh, necessarily take note of because when you see him in front of the cameras and in front of reporters, he's always exceedingly polite, et cetera. But, uh, you know, I, I've covered him since he was drafted in 2013, and, and Kratz could certainly, uh, you know, give testimony to this. Behind the scenes, he, he does have a little bit more uh, than, than people uh, edge than people give him credit for. But, but there's no question. I mean, uh, the Stroh Show is something entirely different. Uh, and yes, the long-winded answer that I'm giving you, uh, I, I think he actually will be a positive addition Same. to this clubhouse and not a negative at all. I, I agree totally. He's, he's a guy that sometimes he's misunderstood, man, but he goes after it and plays. My question to you, Eric, give me a guy in this camp right now that's that not a big name, a guy we already know most of the guys that are going to make the club. Give me, a, give me a name that's going under the radar that you're going to be like, all right, in the next, you know, one or two years, this guy's going to make a strong impact for the Yankees. Well, I'll go with the, with the other outfielder, and I use air quotes on that, in Trent Grisham. Uh, I'm talking to uh, Jace Tingler, who managed him uh, for a couple of years in San Diego. He's been Rocco's bench coach with Minnesota last couple of years. And But I talked to him after the Yankees made that trade, and he said, this guy is a premium, premium defender. And as you guys know, an issue with the Yankees that they've had over the years uh, is they really have not been a great defensive team. Uh, and Grisham, everybody that I've talked to, again, former teammates, former manager, uh, scouts who, who, who follow the National League say uh, th this guy's an, uh, underrated on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I feel kind of silly actually talking about center field defense with, with Adam Jones next to me. But, um, you know, I, I think he's going to A, as a reserve outfielder, uh, is really going to help them a lot. And there's a little extra, there's some pop in that bat from the left side uh, that I think is going to be a benefit to the Yankees uh, as well. And he's bulked up considerably. One of the things talking to Jace Tingler actually uh, about a half an hour ago during Twins BP, he saw Grisham. Grisham came over and they caught a little bit of, and he came back and he said, wow, he said it looks like he was on the, the Aaron Judge offseason conditioning program uh, in terms of his, uh, his physique. So um, I, I think he's going to be a, a sneaky good addition to them. Question though, best case scenario for that rotation? Because Judge is in center field, Soto's in right, DH is Stanton, Verdugo's in left. What's the best case scenario for Trent to get as many at bats as possible? They don't want Aaron Judge to man center field six or seven days a week. I mean, obviously, it's a big the, guy. Big, I just seen big it. guy. So now, big. it is, and people forget this that you guys as players know this, but. Uh, we sometimes in the media, when judges play center over the years, act like it's a unicorn-like effect and say, oh, look at the big fella running around in center field. And that, that offends Aaron to a degree for this reason. The vast majority of his time at, at Fresno State in college, he was a center fielder and a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, just because he is a, a big guy, uh, it, it's not some kind of a, a neat outlier thing that he can actually play that position very well. Uh, that said... 
it's the most taxing of the off uh, the outfield positions, uh, obviously, and and that's not something, especially with with some of the freak injuries that he had over the years. Um, so I, I think Grisham's going to you know see his share of of time. But but you're right. I mean, do they have it laid out exactly what it's going to be? And maybe in the early part of the season, uh, he, he may not see as much time out there as, as he would like. But um, again, as you guys know, it's such a long season. I think by by year's end. Uh, he'll find his way in there easily, a hundred plus game. Okay. Hey, two two things. One, what what are the what are they doing in the outfield when Dominguez comes back? Because he's going to have to play somewhere when he comes back, right? They're not going to. I mean, that, that's a bigger logjam. And then with the Bellinger contract, do you think this opens the door even more for Snell to become a Yankee? And is that offer still on the table? And has it moved since we first heard about it? Well, it was taking Dominguez first. He's coming off of Tommy John. The best case scenario, he comes back in June at some point. Look, he had an electric debut. We all we all know what he did in that that Houston series uh, when he first came up September first, um, and then and the ensuing games after that, he played eight games and then tougher the, the the UCL injury. But the reality is is that he spent a very short amount of time in AAA. He only has eight big league games under his belt. Uh, this isn't a guy who's going to get cleared to play, let's say, June 20th, and they're just going to insert him every day as the, as the center fielder. So, uh, you know, whenever he is cleared to play, and, and that's assuming that there's no setbacks and all of you guys have come back from ser- uh, you know, injuries over the years, uh, you know these, these uh, rehabs don't always go seamlessly. Um, He's going to go to AAA, get his feet under him, and then uh, to, to use a, a Joe Girardi line from when he managed here, uh, we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, they're not projecting that far ahead when it comes to how they're going to, to fit Dominguez in. It's a, it's a problem that they certainly will uh, will like to, to have. As for Blake Snell, I mean, look, if the contract demands come down significantly, uh, it, it's clear that the Yankees have stayed engaged with Scott Boris on it. I can't tell you I'll, I'll do something that people in my business don't always do. Um, you asked me a, a direct question about a, a current situation. Uh, I haven't checked on that, so I'm going to say I don't know if that exact same offer is on the table, uh, but I can tell you, that, again, they've stayed engaged with, with Scott Boris, and um, it, it, it's a player that they're certainly interested in, uh, but not one that they feel they absolutely have to have and that they have to meet uh, Scott at his uh, contract demands, uh, at least what they were as of uh, as a few weeks ago. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll finish with this, Eric. Um getting a lot of different questions thrown our way from fans. I'll kind of pick one to finish up here. A lot, a lot of fans asking about, you know, injuries for the Yankees. I mean, last year that was a problem and an excuse because there's other teams that deal with injuries. Fans are just asking if there's any kind of <laughs> difference this year in terms of how they're going to handle players, whether it's, it's workload on the field, strength and conditioning. Obviously Giancarlo looks different. Um, and, does a lot of it have to do with some of these players just being deeper into their thirties now? So what's your take on how this team can be healthier? 
you know, I mean, slight adjustments, and certainly not all players are created equal, and so you're going to treat a DJ LeMayu or Giancarlo Stanton differently uh, in terms of maintenance and even the offseason work that they did. And you you mentioned Giancarlo, who, you know, people said he, he came in slimmed down. That That's like saying there's just a little bit of traffic on the Cross Bronx Expressway in New York. I mean, he came in looking like a completely different human being uh, altogether, still with about 0% body fat, which he's always uh, had. I, I got a kick out of some of the coverage of him coming in, uh, looking the way that he did, and it was almost as if he had never been the most in-shape guy. I mean, you guys as players know uh, and, and talk, and you know the guys that, that are known for having particularly sculpted uh, physiques, uh, and Giancarlo, that's never been a problem, but he obviously decided that, that he needed to drop a lot of that muscle mass and because uh, he, he had so many lower body injuries over the years with the Yankees uh, and, and, you know, just redid his physique altogether. Uh, he's debuting later today. We'll see how that works. But, um, you know, as I was saying, with, with the veteran guys and, and Rizzo, you throw into that mix too in terms of load management. I'm sure you love that one, Adam. I know your former manager, Buck Showalter, made some headlines over the, the winter talking about that and yep. got a kick out of that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're going to treat those veteran guys differently than, let's say, an, an Anthony Volpe, who, who played 159 games uh, last year. So, you know, some minor adjustments, but they still have the, the same people in charge of their, uh, you know, medical department. And look, it's a secret sauce that all 30 teams are trying to figure out, you know, you, you, you have a bunch of these, you know, data science experts and et cetera, that, that, that feel that they have found the answers over the years. But the reality is, is that the injury rate for players has never been higher, whether it be for position players or for, uh, for pitchers. Eric, we appreciate uh, the time, man. So Thanks fun. for hanging out with us. Oh, wait, I Adam, to, we got we to do a game, but... I got a bottom with this Orioles question. You see, no, no, we got to go, Orioles. dude. We got to. <laughs> okay, never mind then, Eric. Sorry, the I, I hate to be the bad guy. <laughs> I, I got to let you jump, Eric. We got Marinaccio. Okay. He's got a game, so he's he's going to run in for you. Sorry, he definitely Adam. takes pressure. You know, pressure, you know I don't like he, to cut. If it, I, you know, I, he, he, he pitched yesterday in Clearwater, did did well, so he doesn't really have a lot to do today. But uh, but yeah, I, I should never take precedence over a player or an ex-player for that <laughs> matter, or I'll just tell about him anybody. That. He's got the day off. <laughs> well, Eric, thanks for stopping by. We'll we'll post some of these clips so everyone can give you a follow on Twitter and check out all your work in Newsday. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for showing up. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed being on with you again. You want to go to some win totals? We're going to do this for the next month or so and just pick on random teams each day, and we'll cover all 30. So let's do our BetMGM futures. So we got three teams today that we're putting on the board, kind of just randomized we'll pick two or three per day and then when we get closer to the uh, end of spring training we'll do divisions awards etc right so today's teams are the houston astros set at 92 and a half wins the kansas city royals set at 73 and a half wins the oakland a's set at 56 and a half wins so i need each of you to give me over unders on each of those who would like to begin i'll take over uh, casey now you got to do all three. Oh, shit. Houston, I like about that number over KC. And I like I like 55 to 56, so I'll take That's under. That's why they're good. I'll take, yeah. I think Houston, I'll take Houston, 93, KC, 78 to 81. KC's easiest one, I'll take under on Oakland. Okay. Under, over, under. Explain. Houston, <laughs> Houston <laughs> be about a 90. 90 win team. 
I think it's going to be it's a tough division. The Mariners are going to be right there, obviously. KC, I feel like KC. I mean, seventy three. Man, I, I feel like I'm missing mm. something. If they, I feel like they did something wrong. If they go, if they go under seventy three, I feel like that's a lock. Oakland, I'm looking at a hundred and eight losses, hundred and ten losses. So I feel like it's an easy under right there. My turn. Mm-hmm. Over. I think Houston, so that bullpen solidified. I think they get close to 100 wins. I say under for KC. I think maybe we're all, you know, they got a bunch of pickups, but we'll see how they come together. I would say under there for the first year. And then I'm going to say under on Oakland as well. Okay. My- Adam Jones. I like it. I like it. Adam Jones, you hear us as well? I, I do. I see. Houston, I got to go over. Oh, Tani's not in division anymore. Uh, with KC, I'm going over with KC. I think, I, Todd, I'm going with their additions. I think they're going to add maybe 10 wins. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland, <laughs> that's going to be a punching bag for a lot of teams. That's where you run to the bat rack during that series. But again, I hope those players go out there and grind it out. But those are my picks. Okay. I'm going to go slightly. I'm with you, Kratz. I'm going to go slightly under on Houston. I can see like the 90-91, just slightly under. That's the toughest one for me. Yeah, I think the easy one is KC, too. I think they're KC being is like Arizona undervalued. Was last year. I feel like they're going to be better. They were tough last year at the end, don't forget. They were. And the brand of baseball that the Royals are potentially able to play will include some speed and athleticism. Mm-hmm. A lot of young guys, and they sub they significantly improved the pitching. Significantly, their pitching was a freaking joke last year. Guys couldn't throw strikes. They picked up like five to seven guys that are going to fill those spots. You know, um, I'm also if he stays healthy, a huge Cole Reagans fan. Like I think he can be a Cy Young contender if he's mm-hmm. healthy on the mound. He's that freaking good. He was one of the best pitchers in the second half of the season. So yeah, I agree. That's one like I'm I'm hitting hard. I'm throwing down That's on the KC. That was over. Arizona last year. That was the easiest. And one Cincinnati, like, remember? I was. That was another. Well, you also took the Mariners and Padres in the World Series, so oh, okay. your opinion is <laughs> thank you lowered. Really? Had to be on the White Sox last year. I did better than oh. your World Series pick. At least I got one of them right. Your guys didn't even make the playoff. Just what was your World Series pick? Braves, Astros. <laughs> they both made it. You picked the White Sox <laughs> to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you picked the Mariners and the Padres in the World Series. Neither one of them made it. I feel like my prediction was less crazy than yours. <laughs> the White Sox were as – We'll Adam see who Jones I pick this team. year, won't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm picking the A's, the mm. Pirates, World Series. Thanks for I got your donation. the under, though, for the A's. <laughs> yeah. I, I do agree on the under for the A's. Um, I know it's a lot of losses to pile up to get to that number, but – I also try to look at farm systems too, because that's a team that usually would suddenly bring up a bunch of guys, right? Where you'd go, oh, okay, the projections aren't there. You know what I'm saying, Kratz? Because the projections aren't putting in minor league players. And the A's have one of the worst farm systems in baseball right now. So you're not getting reinforcements like that, like some other teams are, right? It's like, it's the opposite. And I know the Orioles were a few years ahead, but it's the opposite of Baltimore, where like last year, every week there's another debut. For Baltimore, and it's another dude where you're like, "Oh, this guy's going to be a big leaguer." It's the opposite effect right now in, in Oakland. It's it's similar to what happened in KC last year. They just kept bringing up young guys that were 
not saying they're not big leaguers, but they're not ready to step into the role that the team needs them to step into. It's just too much of a burden. That's why I think KC will go over that number because some of those guys are ready to be in the big leagues, not ready to be in the role that they had them in last year. And it was, they, it was an uphill climb the whole time. You know, it's like Bobby Witt or bust, you know, MJ Melendez can't carry the whole team, but he can be a piece that helps them out. The A's, they just don't have, you're not giving any reinforcements from the, you know, from free agency. You can't get any from the system. It's just, it's a tough daily 162 grind to get through to get over 56 wins. Yep. Uh, my... Plus a bad bullpen equals a lot of losses. It does. <sighs> bad division AL Central will help the cause this year because, I mean, that division did not improve. No. Nobody did. You know, the Tigers. Tigers, Tigers, are Tigers and better. Royals improved probably the most. Yeah. White Everyone Sox else got worse. took a step back. Twins got Even worse. The twins. Cleveland got probably worse. Cleveland didn't do really anything. Didn't done anything. So. They got a new manager. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And, and listen, I know I know we love Steven Vogt on here, but he's going to make some mistakes. He's a rookie manager. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It happens to everybody. I mean, he's not going to go full Gabe Kapler and bring signal for the lefty when he has a righty up and there's no lefty warming up. I don't think he's going to do that. But I – I just think he's going to make some mistakes, which might cost him a couple games, and they don't have the firepower to make up for it. Listen, we all love Voter, but it's going to happen. So, you know, if it comes against KC, there's a couple more wins for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, place your first bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the app of at least five bucks, and you'll receive $150 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Got to download the app, sign up, and deposit at least five bucks into the new account. Place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you do that, you receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Gambling problem or concern, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 